Are you the kind of person who makes an effort when your housemates have guests around? Well, if you are, then you're in good company. Today we'll be sharing stories from our past, playing some games, and maybe even performing a live sketch or two. Let's add too much soap to the bucket so that the mop generates too many suds and ruins the floor. Grab your knitting needles and a blanket because it's time for three old friends to sit around and sew a new patch into their quilt of friendship. So join me, Dion, under the covers with Christian. Welcome to Patchwork. And Josh. Welcome to Patchwork. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to bring up something that happened while we were up in Sydney for the Australian Podcast Awards uh, recently, Christian, where we jumped into an Uber together. And as one does when they're getting into a car, you normally enter from the curbside, right? Yes. And you were going to go in first. Yes. And I said, yeah, just go in and scooch over. And you did not want to have a bar of scooching. You were going to sit on the inside and make me go around. But you said, I'm not doing that. Then you went all the way around the other side of the car to get in the door instead of scooching over. Explain that to me. Oh, this is so interesting. What a start. (laughs) (laughs) That is a big start. And it's hard to justify it. But I want to explain to you that I don't believe in the scooch across the back of the car. It's not a religion. (laughs) (laughs) I have little faith in the scooch. But uh, I think that the issue with the scooch is that one, my biggest issue with it is that you can scuff the center console. What? Where your what? feet as you go across. Yeah, so you drag your feet and you hit the center console and it's his car. It's the Uber oh. driver's car. And if he hears oh. the scuff, he'll be like, who's scooching it back there? <laughs> Who would have thought in a single episode of Patchwork you'd hear the words scooch, scuff and console? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's a number one reason, right? Do you know what I think it is? Go on. I think you're self-conscious about it. And it's something that like what? kids yeah. would do. Like a kid would do that scooch across. As an adult though, no, no, I'm not scooching anymore. Yeah, yeah. I walk around the car <laughs> and use the door. No, yeah. but, but isn't it also like where your car is positioned if there's traffic on like if there's traffic on that side? I thought that would have been I, a consideration. I don't, I don't care about the whole traffic thing. <laughs> you I, don't I, care about traffic. Swing the door <laughs> yeah, out. because you just wait for a natural time. It doesn't take that long to get in a car. <laughs> Christian's such a free spirit, isn't he? Uh, what's Christian? He's very free spirit. He doesn't care about traffic or anything. (laughs) Yeah, so that's one reason I won't scooch. The other reason, Josh, it does lend itself a little bit to the fact that it's a bit awkward. But I don't like when you scooch across the seats that your clothes become like a little bit tangled up. (laughs) They they twist around your body. And you have a really uncomfortable like underpants situation the entire car ride. So Christian, you don't think it was like a power thing where Josh (laughs) is like asking you to do something. He's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I think uh, on some level, I would argue it it was a power. It's not a power move. I didn't want to (laughs) scooch. Was Josh's a power move asking you to scooch? (laughs) He won that one. (laughs) Actually, the thing is as well, Probably another thing that I was frustrated at was you took my left rear passenger side seat. That's my traditional growing up. That was my seat in the car. Really? On the left. And I was like, come on, man. Like, get on the other fucking side. (laughs) When you're walking down the street with someone, Christian, do you have a preferred side, whether you walk on the left or the right side? So it depends uh, what's happening on the opposite side. If (laughs) if there's a road there, I'll walk to the road side because when I was raised... I was raised that it's courteous to walk roadside. That is exactly the same that I got taught. Wait, courteous to walk roadside? So particularly when I'm walking with my girlfriend, if you're walking on the road, so if traffic or something does come off, you can push them out of the way and you cop the car. And what about... (laughs) I did this for you! (laughs) And what about... That sound of Josh disappearing into the distance (laughs) is because the car has hit him. (laughs) He's flown for you! That's true. Out of of space. (laughs) 
The other thing, though, with the scooch, I just wanted to get back to quickly. What is your scooch manoeuvre? Like, I tend to do, you know, the hand... You do Great the hand band name. Yeah. <laughs> scooch manoeuvre. <laughs> I had to do the hand plant... And then you shuffle your bum across. Wait, what's yeah, the, what's, yeah. what's the other maneuver? You know when you have to when you got something caught in your oh, throat. The Heimlich. Yeah, there are only two maneuvers in the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, so th- this goes back to what you were saying about it being awkward because I don't have a scooch maneuver. Oh. I don't because I know the hand, like the hand can l- leverage you up. But my biggest issue is what's happening with the feet. I yeah. feel like you're immediately the moment your legs go up, you're you're counterbalanced. It's like a turtle on its back, <laughs> and I can't get my feet down on the other side. I think the other key to a, a good scooch is if you lead with the feet as well. So you can oh. bypass the console if you've got long legs. Yeah, you can go straight into the opposite foot well. Wow! And then you just bring the body across. But isn't that just bullshit, Josh? Because you are, <laughs> like we've said in the past, Josh is like a malleable Play-Doh doll, yeah. like a gum. You could probably <laughs> sit in the back between the window and the headrest oh, of the passenger once seat. Once I did ride in a boot. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, what was the fun. occasion? We were just driving. It was after law review. We were driving to some pub or something. They just roll we- you up <laughs> like a rug. <laughs> That's how they pack him in a bag. <laughs> well, no, because there was too many people for the car and being irresponsible people. Like, I was like, I'll ride in the boat. Oh, fun. you volunteered. I think so. Because I was like, how I'll was fit it? in anything. How was it? Uh, yeah, it was fine. We just cruised around. And then you know how the middle seat could kind of pop out. Yeah. And you can kind of you see it. You put your head through. Like, hey, guys. <laughs> That's great. Um, I've always thought, like, I've always been told that riding in a boot is dangerous. Is yep. it that dangerous? I'm you're just... contained. And if you're holding on, if you've got your arms <laughs> spread out. But if anything happened, I would have been stuffed. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But just driving around normally, it should be fine. I guess that's the case with seatbelts as well. <laughs> Hang on. But what if someone breaks really hard and you're in the boot? You're in the boot. But you're tumbling around like a bloody watermelon in Minestrone. No. <laughs> <laughs> you saw what happened to them. Yeah. Um, no, but if you got... I'm sure there's a way to brace yourself. Yeah, that's very comfortable, is it? Riding with your arms I think that's the whole down. dangerous point. That's yeah. why it's dangerous. No, they should really put seatbelts in the boot. <laughs> I had a situation a few weeks ago where my girlfriend who lives in our house together um, invited some friends over who I know and I consider my friends as well. Um, but to me, they're still her house guests, right? So I was upstairs playing games. I'd had a you know long <gasps> day or whatever. So I wasn't engaging with it. I sort well, of came the house home. guests were there. Yeah, yeah, I sort of came over. It's like, oh, hey guys, how you going? I'm just going to pop upstairs and hang out because I was tired and whatever. And then as the night went on... Um, my girlfriend came in and said, hey, I'm off to bed. Do you mind seeing the guys out? Oh, what? And I was like, two uh, very strange weird. things here. Yes. I'll just, I'll just finish what happened though. So I said, that's a bit strange, isn't it? She's like, what? Leaving your guests here while you're not there. And so I was adamant that she's like, oh, they probably won't be long. I'm like, yeah, but you should see them out. They're your guests. They shouldn't be around yeah. if, you're, if you're not up. And anyway, so she did that and she's like, yeah, cool, we'll get them out and got them out before she went to bed. So it was all fine. First, well, just preliminary. There's a few things to unpack here, but I want to understand how your girlfriend approached that with the, the guest that she says, well, I'm going to bed. Isn't that, at that point in time, don't the guests go, oh, okay, exactly. let's get going. I was yeah. just about to ask the same thing. What's the purpose of them staying around once your girlfriend has gone? I think it's a credit to the the house that you live in that they feel comfortable enough just yes. to stay around. Yep. Do they do they w- wander into the kitchen and like start <laughs> eating snacks yeah. and cooking themselves? Um, and I think cooking themselves. Cooking themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing to cook here. <laughs> um, I think it was kind of like a kick-ons thing. So... They sort of had a big day, big afternoon, and yep. were sort of, you know, finishing off the night there. So I think it was that. It wasn't like a 
come over and have a cup of tea kind of thing. It was like, yeah. hey, we've been out together today. Everybody back to my place and we'll hang out and listen to oh, some music and okay. hang out here for a while. Christian, I'd like to ask you a question via Josh. Um, what do you think of Josh being upstairs and playing games while his girlfriend had friends around that he would consider shared friends? Yeah, so that was the first point that I thought was interesting that you kind of prefaced and said, hey, I'm going to go upstairs and hang out. Just, just hang out away from you guys. Yeah. Why? Why is that? They did you sit for a while with them? Mm, did you I do got, your duties? Yeah, I think oh. I, I kind of came down and sort of did the polite niceties. But the main thing was that they had been on this. I think they'd been to a gig or something during the day, so they'd had this event together. So they're all very much, you know, as a group had done the same stuff yep. for the day, and that was their sort of day and their evening. Mm-hmm. And I sort of came in late to this thing. It was like, oh, you guys are kind of on a different level. You've been okay. having all this fun all Makes day. Makes more sense. Yeah. You weren't you weren't part of the feature group there. Exactly. Yeah. I have no problem with Josh doing that. No problem. No problem. <laughs> no problem at all. I think it's completely reasonable if your partner brings home guests to the house, and if you're not in the mood to hang out with them. Just piss off and go into another room and do your own thing. As long as they don't take it personally. I think it's good to be candid with them and go, hey, I'm a bit tired. I'd love to chat. Hey, guys, but- I don't really get on well with you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm really yeah, fed not- up. Yeah, I really a- wish you'd leave, so I'm going to go upstairs. I-, I think the issue that I'm taking here is that you made more of an appearance, but I think as the partner's boyfriend, you need to be like a guest star or a cameo. <laughs> right? Nah, so you need, to, you need to bring a bit of the ruckus. You just don't though. You yes, just, you do. No, you don't because they're established friends and Josh knows them as well. But it's my, it, it's my set. That's yeah. 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 Good point. You're the director. Yeah. yeah. No, but I think, I think based on that, you need to be, you know, you know, you're also hosting. I nah, think, he's I, not hosting. He's at the house, but it's his house. You know, the, there are guests in his house. You have to feel a degree of involvement. No, there. that's the point. That's a good point, Dion. As in, I'm technically not the host at that point because I didn't invite yeah. the people. So my role as host kind of doesn't exist. No, I don't think. Nah, I like nah. to be courteous. I reckon it's different. What about if it's like a um, afternoon come over or what about come over for dinner? What if she's invited them over for dinner? Have to be, no, have to be involved in no, that. No, but you know what? I think I think it's mood dependent. I think Josh has the right to opt out if he's not in the mood for socialising with SMS people. SMS stop to your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think, Christian? Like, it's like I don't. I would never want to be compelled to be somewhere that or be with people in that moment that I didn't want to necessarily be with. It's not a reflection of them. It's just a reflection of how I'm feeling. That's yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. I I feel like it's the support thing. It's like, hey, I know that hosting people can sometimes be arduous. Oh. I'll be here to support the conversation. To kind of breathe a bit of life in new direction, people might want to invest more in my story. Do you find like being that host arduous? Because I don't find that a particularly arduous task. Probably because I don't look after people. <laughs> yeah. But like, what are you going to do? You just put out some chips, put on some music, that's, that's turn on the a easy light. Stuff. It's about the hosting. It's about the interaction. That's where the support is needed. I think. Interesting. What do you think, Josh? Do you do you have pressure when you're hosting people like that? Oh, just for like friends coming around for nothing in particular. Like, I don't feel a great sense of pressure there. At the live show, uh, we had a guest approach me, and he told me a story about. Uh, a friend of his that always pops over to his place, just oh. unannounced, will completely overstay his welcome, but also during the visit will spend most of the time on his phone. What? So he's just using them as company. As Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you got a you got an iPhone cable? <laughs> Wi-Fi code still the same? Yeah, yeah. Come on in. <laughs> 
So the pop-in, the unannounced pop-in, <laughs> which we have wanted to bring back, yes. which I love the pop-in, yes. but in yes. that case, yeah. he's popping in for the wrong reasons. Yeah, he's disengaging. But is that okay? If you go visit a friend, if you've got guests over, is it okay that one of them is on their phone? I just love when you're with people and when and I, I I've been guilty of this, but when you're with people and you just all put your phones away. It's so mm. and people and also when people aren't taking photos of things, just have direct human interactions, it can be such a rich thing, but that is very strange. Yeah, I I yeah. think at the point you're getting on your phone, just leave then. If yeah. if, if what's happening in front of you isn't good enough yep. and you want to check what's happening around the world. Trot on home. I'm very anxious about the cues for when to leave. I feel like yeah. that's why the one thing that I really like about the Italian culture, like I've said in the past, the moment that the host brings out a coffee cup, you know, it's like, <laughs> that's my cue and oh, I'm out of here. Yeah. You got 15 minutes from that point. What if What if you just bring the cup? <laughs> just the coffee. There's no, there's no coffee. So like, hey guys, <laughs> got the cup now. Just getting you ready. Yeah. But the thing is, is that Christian, I reckon the reason why you're nervous about it is because you're relying on how you perceive a particular situation. It's it comes down to that thing of what is happening now. How are other people feeling? Yep. Um. What do I do in response to that? And you're re- relying on reading that situation accurately. I think you also want to leave an event with people still being like, "Yeah, I didn't get enough of him. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. want that little bit more." Well, it's kind of like nowadays we're getting older, and I don't know if you guys are doing this now, but um, going to dinner parties, hosting dinner parties. There's there's increased pressure, but I recently had a dinner party. Went to like went for like four hours. All, the food was great. It was such an enjoyable experience, but it was definitely recognition that yeah, growing up fast. Mm. He's growing up fast. <laughs> it's like this six year old. He's reading. He's going to dinner parties. He's <laughs> very it's very advanced for his level. Um, what is your threshold? When does coming over for dinner become a dinner party day on? Uh. What a question, <laughs> Canvas. On and on this show on this day. <laughs> Um, I think when it becomes a dinner party is when you, the expectation is you've set a time that's clearly at dinner. So clearly 6.30 to 7.30, it's dinner time. So people will expect a full meal and then... But oh, is that a dinner party? <laughs> well, what's the difference between a dinner and a dinner party? Well, there's, I'm that's, asking that's, you. Josh, <laughs> Josh just asked you the question. I might have misread it. Or maybe dinner party is when you got music on in the background. Great. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm honestly, if you consider the music that you're playing the night, I think it's you're on your way to a dinner party. You're on your way. For me, numbers is huge. You can't have a dinner party of three people. That's no. not a dinner party. Oh. Really? No way. I don't know. What if, okay. You've got to fill whatever table you're at. It must be full of people. Small table, three people, full. Mm. Can I say, I find the terminology, I hate the terminology dinner party. It's disgusting. I I don't know why. Do you hate it? It just sounds like an old, um, pretentious thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dinner party. You've got to talk about philosophy. Sounds formal. See, I think I would love a dinner party where everyone turns up in tracksuit pants. Like yeah. lo- lose the formality. But of the that's not party a party then. With the fun, that's a pajama party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what it is. Maybe it's the attire that makes it a dinner party. People sure, sort of yeah. wearing a nice shirt. Nice no, shirt. Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So, so, so what, what's on our list? You need a fair few people. You gotta have consider the music. Music. Is it, is it a wine. Good, it's a good wine. I think. Yeah, wine. People are bringing wine. I love oh, it. Bringing wine. I love yep. it. You've created this list. And I just imagine Patchwork is just scrambling for paper and pens, <laughs> just going, "Hang on, this is what I need Wait, to know." Pause for it. We can party. pause it. We can pause it. <laughs> uh, I think you need an antipasto platter. You need something no, before you don't. the this meal. Is Italian dinner party. You need something before the meal. Yeah, yes, that's true. And yeah. a dessert. Do you know what I did? So when I, I recently had this dinner party, I had five people over. I'll allow um, it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, um, 
uh, tacos, made tacos and had all these different Great. had all these different things. One thing I did though was made guac and pico as well. Pico, yeah. pico, pico de, de gallo. Pico de gallo. He's made a good guy. Guac and, <laughs> guac and pico de gallo and used that. He's the pico de gallo. <laughs> Use the use the pico and the guac that were going to go in the tacos later for the entree for the you know so people could get right. in with the nachos. Do you have a problem with me doubling up on the ingredients? That's just smart yeah. cooking. No, I do. <laughs> oh, you have a problem with it? No, that have you got a bone to pick? No, no, I don't. <laughs> you got a pico de guy to pick? <laughs> um, no, that just downgrades it from dinner party to something else. I think everything has to be distinct in the meals. One thing that I think is important at a dinner party, though, I want to see when I rock in, one of the hosts still in the kitchen, kind of plodding around, still like, oh, this one's got five minutes to go in the oven. This one's coming out too. I know this is long gone, but I'm going to say it, bone to pico. It should have been. (laughs) What about where you host everyone? If I think you kind of need two locations. You need to come to the dinner table at some point for it to be a dinner party. I don't think you can arrive. If you're arriving yes. and sitting straight at the dinner table, yes. that's not a dinner that's party. That's a dinner party. No, that you have to mull around somewhere beforehand. Yeah. So we're at this dinner party, it's really interesting. People came in the door and my kitchen is immediately in front of the door. <laughs> you walk into the oven, um, <laughs> kitchen's immediately in front of the door. And people, five people were congregating right around the door and in front of the kitchen. Right. Oh. And I needed a way to sort of move them in. And I just like I just had to say, you guys, you guys can move in. It was it was very awkward yeah. the start of it. Yeah, I, I think found it very strange. At the start of all of those events, it's always awkward because no one knows where to stand or whether to start eating yet. Oh, you yeah. know the worst thing is when you specifically set up space or set up set up a room. Yeah, and no one uses it. Yeah, I oh. hate that. What do you do to encourage people to enter that space? I don't know. You, unless you go, hey guys, I spent a lot no, of time no, and energy over here. No, because yeah. you want to seem casual. Yeah, it's true. I think you yeah. kind of like maybe you have to show them something in the room, and then by coincidence be like, anyway, yeah. So there's chips in here as well. Or- <laughs> Whether it be a dinner party or your friends are over or whatever it is, I think for me, the biggest factor is I want people out of my home before I go to bed because I don't trust people to clean my house the way that I want it cleaned. I don't want to wake up in the morning and see my house the way it was left by strangers. So I think, get out, I'll do the cleaning, and then when I wake up in the morning, Feeling good, feeling fresh. And trust me, if ever you have the opportunity to have Christian clean your kitchen, <laughs> you want it done because it is the most beautiful thing you'll ever see. Just the technique and the maneuvers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Van Gogh painting. <laughs> the Christian maneuver. <laughs> the Christian mahoover. <laughs> and now it's time for. Oh, wow, of the week. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. A tall chef's hat has exactly 100 pleats meant to represent the 100 ways to cook an egg. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Hey, everyone, we're quickly going to record our best impression of Tim Allen's grunt from the end of the Home Improvement theme, a show from the 90s. If you haven't heard it, here it is. Okay, Josh, do you mind going first? All right. That was pretty good. Hey, that wasn't I was pretty bad. happy with that. <laughs> All right. I think it's one. <laughs> Dion, I reckon he I reckon he went too high. Dion's, yeah. Dion's is going to be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I've never been more nervous, by the way. 
<laughs> I'm so nervous. Nothing the in the throat. Oh, Tim Allen waking up and yawning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not bad. I reckon I've won. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, I got on a tram, and you know how there's the first couple of seats that are normally taken, the ones that are right near the door. Um, they were both free on one of the sides. So I was like, cool, I'll jump in and sit down. Right. So I sat down in the window side and this woman shortly after came and sat down and maybe after 30, 40 seconds, kind of like, oh, and sort of touching her bum <laughs> and was like, oh, and she had noticed, I think, that the seat was wet. And then so she got up. Did you left. engage with her at and all? And then I was like, no, no, because I was just playing my Switch, just sitting there. Sure. And then I was like, oh, hang on. And I didn't really know, fully understand what was going on because the seat seemed fine on my side of things anyway. Mm. And then shortly after another person sat down, after another 30 or 40 oh. seconds, they were like, oh, I think that's... Uh. Oh, no. But I've got headphones in playing my game. And then I was like, no, I don't think my ass feels wet. And that was a weird thing. I'm trying to work that out. Being like, I'm pretty sure mine side's fine. I'm so glad that Josh is thinking about himself rather than the other people. Yeah, but the thing is, I didn't know for sure what was going on on that side. And then another person came and then someone who was standing up there, I don't know if it was one who'd already sat down already, but I think they said to them, hey, that's, I think it's a bit wet or something. <laughs> oh, wow. But oh, that's what beautiful. I was wondering is, I saw, it was probably like in all maybe three, maybe four people. It was a lot of people who came and sat down next to me, but I didn't have the history of the seat. I didn't 100% know what had gone on and yep. what had occurred. Is it my responsibility to have to warn people about that seat? I think you have a responsibility to investigate. Yes. Did you make enough inquiries? I absolutely agree. <laughs> yeah. Did you? you didn't, all you have to do is touch the seat. Oh, oh but yeah. do you want that on your hand? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Could you see? Did it look visibly No, wet? no. Like it looked completely fine. And it was only, but it must have been quite deep in the shag yeah. because it took shag! a while. Shag! <laughs> it's another word. <laughs> Console, scuff, scooch and shag. Because it took quite a while for the people to realise that it had actually gone through their genes or whatever. <laughs> Why would you use shag? Side fell. <laughs> Welcome to Patchwork with scuff, shag and scooch. And then mm. I thought, how does this ever get resolved? That must have been a... Re that would have it been dries. so wet. It would have been so wet to penetrate after 30, 40 seconds. But like, if you... Because you know if you've sat on something wet and it's especially if it's like a cushion or something, yeah. the pressure of you sitting on it, that kind of brings the liquid through, right? Yeah. So sometimes yeah. you can pat it and it feels okay. Yeah. yeah. But what I wasn't sure of, I was like... Is this ever going to get... Like, how is this going to get fixed? Is this just the depot at the end of the day? I love this. Is it... Josh is thinking... Christian, I don't know if you... He's thinking, is this seat ever going to dry? <laughs> that is bizarre. Perpetual wet. <laughs> but I think the problem was, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> to throw out the tram. <laughs> One seat's wet. I don't get it. it no one understands why it won't dry. <laughs> but I don't know if it's urine. Is it... I probably wasn't yeah. blood. But like, oh. whatever it is... I don't really want to go touching that. Surely the first suspicion is it's urine. Someone sat there and just peed their pants. There was no smell though. <laughs> oh, they were hydrated. They were very hydrated. Very yeah. Hydrated. Maybe the shag was hypoallergenic. <laughs> Antibacterial. I, I, I think, Josh, uh, you should, one, investigate. Yeah. And even if it's like a little elbow touch... But two, the social responsibility. Do you have to let someone know? Probably after two people. Yeah. Probably at that point, yeah. The problem was I've got my headphones on and I don't really know what state the seat is in. So I can't go, hey, 
definitively because yeah. I have not experienced it. I can go, hey, that's wet. You shouldn't sit there. Okay, but after two people have stood up and moved away, can you not form a conclusion? It's, it's a pretty universal action. The action of, hang on, I think I'm sitting in yeah. something wet. It's yeah, the get it up, is, isn't it? the half turn. <laughs> The touch with the yeah. hand. It's all yeah. very the same yeah. every time. That's causal. That's yeah. causation, <laughs> not correlation. I had an idea, Josh, of what you could have done in that moment. You could have grabbed a loose bit of paper, put it on the seat, <laughs> dabbed it a bit. Oh, the dab. You could have dabbed it so you wouldn't have had to touch it. Oh and God. then you could have left that piece of paper there as an indication that it's a wet piece of paper. Imagine Josh being a polite gentleman and putting his jacket on the seat <laughs> for a woman sitting down. <laughs> but yeah, that's the other thing I was thinking. Like a warning to other patrons. You write a note like wet seat and you leave that. I'm not doing that, am I? You're going to write a note? No way. Is someone going to do that? I think, I think, Josh, as awkward as it is, you just have to take the headphones out and be like, hey, uh, two people have sat here before. It might be wet. But the rest of the tram ride, every time someone's yeah. coming over. How, I mean, how oh. long was the tram ride? Imagine oh, if like you... like a li- 20 minute. Yeah, see, like you become the owner of that issue. Yeah. No one wants that. No. You got to move. You May- had to move. Maybe what a hero would do... <laughs> Is sit in that seat and just go, I'm going to take one for the team. <laughs> He's a hero we don't deserve. <laughs> <laughs> no, he puts his cape underneath. <laughs> Absorbs everything. Another example, I think, around of people who do always perform their social responsibility is <laughs> in a car when you, when you see a police officer and you always do the double flash of the lights to flash. warn people that there's oh, a speed camera. Oh, yeah. People always own that. They go, I'm going to contribute here. But how far down the road are you going? But that's because, yeah. It's oh, just like yeah. over the next crest and then you're done. Yeah, I reckon you give it maybe 200 metres of flashing. Yeah. Regarding road courtesy, I've just got one question to ask you. I live adjacent to a very narrow street and it's one of those streets people park either side of it and you have to pull over and you need to let people through and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Sometimes it happens when a person pulls over and there's clearly enough room there and I think to myself, what are they doing? They could just drive and I don't thank them for pulling over. That's shocking. Because I think you're an idiot and you've misjudged. That's great. What do you think, Josh? I think that's great because you're trying to teach him a lesson like you could have made it. That's right. You could have made it. You didn't need to do this. That is shocking. (laughs) Don't thank them. No, because they haven't needed to. They're doing your favour and you haven't asked for it. One (laughs) issue. One thing that... That's the point of the favour. That's a nice favour. When you haven't asked for something, they do it for you anyway. It's an unnecessary favour. It'd be like you having... Me knowing you had lunch this afternoon and bring you another lunch (laughs) 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 that can't be eaten for dinner (laughs) i will i will give him the thank you but i think it's like in the back of my head i'll be like and like i take a big issue with people who don't know how wide or how long their cars are yeah yeah that that's issue i'll take and i'll go that person's an idiot yeah you have to thank them even if it's not necessary them doing you the favor absolutely they've gone out of their way for you how hard is it it's the cost benefit how hard is it for you to put your hand in the air no, but he's trying to teach lessons here. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's, look, it's not going to teach them a lesson. Uh, It'd be you, great you, if I flashed a sign, you, you didn't need to do that. <laughs> you think they're going away and being like, yeah, he was right. <laughs> no, actually, that's the problem that they don't, you're, to your point, Christian, they probably don't know the dimensions of their car. So now yeah. you are angry with them. The same person. The yeah. very same person. Yeah, Christian. just for a different reason. Maybe they didn't realise I could fit down the street at all. <laughs> got to reverse back out. <laughs> they just sit there all day. Well, <laughs> until they widen this road. <laughs> <laughs> we 
really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? You know what's really good? When the restaurant trusts you with a sharp knife. Really good. Really good. Really good. You know what's really good? Bringing the right amount of drinks to a house party. Really good. Really good. Do you know what's really good? When you're about to travel overseas and it's raining on the day of your departure. Really good. Really good. And we love hearing your really goods. So jump on to our social media accounts, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and make sure that you submit your really goods for our really good Fridays. Here's another really good from our recent live show. You know what Jess thinks is really good? When you go to make a cup of tea in your work kitchen and someone has just boiled the kettle. <laughs> really good. Really good. Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork for another week. A reminder that we have social media. One really cool thing on social media we do is a couple of days before an episode is released, there's a video of us telling you what the episode is about. You get to see our faces. You get to see Christian's moustache. Um, it's, it's, worth, it's worth looking at. So, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find us, and we'll be there. Just a reminder that we have a Patreon page. You can view the whole video of our live show on there for free. If you go to patreon.com forward slash welcome to patchwork, uh, there's a link there and you can watch it. It's like 45 minutes of a new episode that you wouldn't have heard before. As we do every week, we sew a new patch into our quilt of friendship. Josh, what patch did you sew this week? Thank you, Dion. My patch this week is Christian sitting in the back of Dion's car and scooching over to thank another driver. <laughs> Christian, what patch did you sew this week? Thank you, Josh. This week I sewed into my patch, me, hosting a dinner party for three people with a hundred differently prepared courses of egg. (laughs) And Dion, what did you sew into your patch this week? My patch this week is Josh playing games in his room upstairs with full knowledge that his partner's friends all have wet bums from urine-soaked dining chairs. Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patrick this week. I've been Dion. I've been Josh. And I've been Christian. Goodbye. 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 Um, my experience of going to a select entry boys' school was, I think, probably select, select entry, entry boys. You fucking love saying that, don't you? How should I describe it? A uh, high school. Yep. My experience of going to high school. Yep. It depends if what he's about to say linked to uh, being select entry. It is. There you go. Still not. Was that say. because it was single sex? I think I found it more difficult to make friends with women throughout my life. Not nothing to do with select entry. Uh, no. Mine was right. single sex. Okay. And also, <laughs> I found it difficult to get on with people who didn't have to sit tests to get into school. Okay. <laughs> 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 Holy fuck. Great pivot.